You can be seated. Uh, thank you, band. I know we're a little short-handed today, but wanted to thank uh, our ushers. We had uh, ushers that were here way before I even was this morning out there working, salting, uh, putting that stuff down, shoveling, and I, I just appreciate the guys very much. Wanted to thank them. Um, wanted to also remind everyone, uh, today will be the last day for the men's breakfast. That'll be next Saturday morning, the 6th, I believe. Uh, we'll have a men's breakfast over there. Uh, it'll be a good time. Uh, men, there are some things I have felt, I'm being genuine now, I have felt the Lord stir in me that there are some things that need addressed with the men. Okay, so you are more than welcome, guys, to bring your sons if you want to. Teenagers are more than welcome. But just be warned, there, there are some topics that us men need to deal with that, you know, may use your own discretion um, but they're more than welcome to come. Parents, use your own discretion because there's some topics us men need to address. Uh, also, wanted to remind you too, you heard Adam make the announcement about the sweetheart dinner. Um, I know that many people aren't too good at carrying cash nowadays, but try not to forget our last day for signups will probably be next week for that, I'm guessing, most likely. Um, that's usually a wonderful evening, a wonderful meal. So we got to get some of those tickets sold. Um, they're at the Welcome Center, so try and remember that. Uh, one last thing is I, I did. We got a special prayer request this morning. Uh, many of you know Jim Foster. He's having an eye surgery, and he he did ask for pray for prayer. So I want to open in prayer this morning. But I'm also going to ask you to join with me as we pray for Jim. Father God, we do thank you for this morning. And I thank you for keeping us safe as many of us traveled in this morning, Lord. And we do ask your protection throughout the rest of this day, Lord. I know we are dealing with some inclement weather right now, Lord. And keep us all safe, Lord. Lord, I do mention a special prayer for Jim, Lord. He has an eye surgery coming up. And God, we know and we believe that you are the great physician. Lord, we thank you for skilled people like doctors and surgeons. And Lord, we pray you guide their hands. Lord, guide them to do what needs done, to correct what needs corrected, Father God. We ask your blessing to be over Jim and your mercy to be over him and his family, Lord. Lord, we just also pray, Lord, for the word of God this morning. Lord, that you would make it simple, that we can understand it, Lord God. We thank you for your word, Lord, for it is truth, Lord. We believe that this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, good morning, everyone. Good morning, online audience. Uh, you know, one of the reasons that I really love this old Bible is because of, and this is just one of the reasons, but is because of its relevance. Okay, the, the Bible transcends time, meaning if someone was reading it a thousand years ago, now obviously they wouldn't be reading the King James Version, but if they were reading the sacred scriptures a thousand years ago, or 10 minutes ago, doesn't necessarily matter where they're at in time. It's still relevant. Because it's, it's the Word of God which abides forever. The truth abides forever. And I love the Word because it's relevant. Now some opponents of the Bible say it's old, it's ancient, it's 
antiquated, meaning, you know, the Bible's not really useful anymore. We, we've surpassed that. Humanity has surpassed all those things. I, I, I couldn't disagree with that anymore. Matter of fact, I think mankind is degrading and degenerating even more. Therefore, to me, the Word is becoming more relevant. The, the Word of God has always been relevant, but as we see time move on and move on, it's becoming even more relevant. As biblical prophecy is being filled, as the weeks go by, it's becoming more relevant. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, thou shalt not kill. Written thousands of years ago, is that still relevant today? Imagine what would happen to our society if we all believed that other people are made in the image of God. That would change our entire society, it would change the whole world. The Bible's still relevant. Thou shalt not steal. Is that relevant? Yes. Be ye kind to one another, tender-hearted, merciful. Is that stuff still relevant? Yes. The Word of God abides forever. Technology might change. Fads might change. The faces might change. But the Word of God does not. It abides forever. So speaking of the relevance of the Word of God, there's a, a question posed in the Gospel of John that is extremely relevant to us today. Now the, the question, and you don't have to turn here because I'm only going to read a, a part of the Scripture and many of you may be familiar with it anyway. The question here is found in John chapter 18, verse 38. It's actually when Jesus is brought before Pilate. If you remember, Pilate was Roman. And Pilate if you read the history, doesn't really want to mess with Jesus. It's almost like he tries to shove them back to the Jews. This is a Jewish problem. Don't bother me with it. They, Jews keep pushing Jesus back onto Pilate. Pilate can't really find any fault in Christ. So after a little while, you can tell Pilate starts getting frustrated, and he tries to talk with Jesus, and at some point Jesus doesn't even respond. He makes no defense for himself. Sometimes he does respond. Pilate starts to get frustrated, and he finally yells, What is truth? What is truth? How relevant is that to us today? What in the world is true anymore? There's so much garbage going on in our society. What is true? What is truth? What is the truth? We have an entire nation that can't tell the truth. We have an entire nation that has rejected the truth. We have an entire nation that has no idea what the truth actually is. We have an entire nation that has created up their own truth. What is truth? What is true? Someone somewhere has got to start standing up and telling the truth. You know, my, my wife and I, can, we can hardly any longer take this coronavirus thing, this, this global pandemic thing. We can't take it anymore. I want to yank what little bit of hair I have left out. And, and listen to me. I know many people feel differently about this topic, but this thing's been going on. It's almost a year now. Has anyone noticed how many times the news keeps telling us that Oh, these, these next couple of weeks are just going to be paramount in our battle with coronavirus. I have heard this 
dozens and dozens of times for the last year. You, you flip on the news and that's what, oh, the, these next few weeks. When it's all first started, the, the first 14 days, we got to get over these curves. I, I just heard it the other day. They said, man, these next couple weeks, they're really, they're really going to be the most important time in this battle. Someone tell the truth here. Someone tell the truth for crying out loud. I can't hardly take this anymore. It's driving me crazy. It's driving me. If we can just get through these next couple of weeks. It's been going on for a year. A year. What is the truth? What is the truth? You know, something else I can't figure out. Why have we not given the Nobel Peace Prize to whichever doctor solved influenza. Someone must have solved it because it went away. It magic. I'm under the impression, I, I, you can look, you can look at the data, I'm under the impression that the influenza kills millions of people, lots of people every year, and magically it's gone. Someone tell the truth. Someone tell the truth. Stand up and tell the truth. I can't hardly take this anymore. What is the truth? What's the truth? You know, I, I was talking with a brother that goes to church here, and man, he, he just put it, put it best. He said, you know, he's been watching this whole thing, and he, he doesn't deny there's, there's a virus, there's a sickness, there's something going on. But the whole time there's been this check in his spirit that something's just not right. And boy, I'm telling you, since day one, brothers and sisters, that is, that's how I felt. Something's just not lining up. Something's just not lining up with this. What's the truth? What is the truth? Can someone just tell the truth? You know, I, I hate what the world has done with truth. I hate what the world has done to truth. Truth has become whatever you think it is. Truth has become whatever you feel that it is. That's what, that's what the world has done to truth. Everyone can have their own version of truth. Truth has become whatever you believe it is. If you believe this, then that's true for you. But if you believe this, then that's true for you. Everyone has their own version of truth. It's true to him. That's true to her. This is true to me. I don't believe that. This is true. That's true. Everyone's got their own version of truth. If Islam is true to you, then that's the truth to you. If Buddhism is true to you, then that's the truth to you. If Christianity is true, then that's the truth to you. Everyone's got their own version of truth. We hear our nation's leaders pray in the name of all faiths, in the name of all religions. It can't be that way. There cannot be multiple truths. There cannot be. Those religions, when, when you pray and you say a prayer in the name of all faiths, Christianity does not mix. Biblical Christianity does not mix well with other religions. It does not. Not at all. It does not. Someone has to be right and someone else has to be wrong. They can't all be right. Not everyone's right. Because there's only one truth. Someone's God is real and someone's God is false. 
There is only one truth. They can't all be true, brothers and sisters. They can't be. Well, I believe there is a God. She believes there is no God. And he believes he is God. They're all true, brothers. They're all true. It can't be. It can't be that way. That's not the way it is. That's what the world says. Yes, they're all true. If you believe that's what's true, then yes, we're all true. That's not true, brothers and sisters. It's not true. They're not all correct. There can only be one truth. There is only room for one actual truth. There cannot be multiple truths. For example... The Bible states that it is appointed unto man once to die. After this, they face judgment. They stand before God. If someone else comes bebopping along and says, well, I don't believe that. That's not true. When you die, you're just annihilated. You just go rot in a grave. You're gone. You're gone forevermore. They both cannot be true. They both cannot exist at the same time. There is only one truth. Someone is right and someone is wrong. Someone has the truth and someone doesn't. To argue that they're both true would be an argument not based in logic. It's not logical that both of those worldviews could be true. It's not logical to say, well, this says this, but I say that. It's not logical. You can't argue for multiple truths. To say there are multiple truths, it's illogical. There is only one truth. The truth is based in logic. To, to say, th- think, think of the absurd, absurdity of it to say, well, to me, God created the heavens and the earth. God created the universe. And as someone else comes along and says, random chance and processes created the universe. Someone's right and someone's wrong. Because they can't both be true. You see what I'm saying? It's not logical that God could have created the universe and random chance and processes could create the universe. One's right and one's wrong. One of them possesses the truth and one of them don't. One of them serves a real God and one of them is oblivious to the actual truth. It's not logical to say they're both true. You see, the, the world has hijacked truth and made it all relative. That they've, they've made it relative. They've made it fluid. They've blurred all the lines to truth. Instead of being black and white, everything is now gray. Everything's gray. Well, no, you can't just make an absolute statement because you'll offend this person or that person's feelings will be hurt. Truth don't care about those things. Truth is what it is. It's... It's so bad now that if you are actually a six-foot-tall man, but you believe that you're a five-foot-tall woman, then that's the truth for you. You're a five-foot-tall woman. That's what the world has done with truth. And I can't hardly take it anymore. That is not logical. If you're a person, but you believe you're a cat, then you're a cat. That, that's true for you. You're a cat. I, I have Italian lineage, 
but I identify as Oriental. The truth don't work that way, does it? It is laughable. To those of us who have a biblical foundation, it's laughable because it's not grounded in logic. The truth don't work that way. Back to the Pilate's question when he frustrated and he yells, what is truth? Listen to me now. Truth is what corresponds to reality. Truth is what actually is. It's what actually exists, what actually is real. That's what truth is. Truth is telling it like it is. Truth does not care about people's feelings. I feel that the truth is this. I feel that the truth, I feel like I'm a cat. I feel like I'm a woman. Truth does not care about those things. It's what actually is. Grounded in logic, grounded in reality. That's what truth is. If I hold up my Bible to you, I think everyone can see it pretty clearly. All of our on, online people can see it pretty clearly. And I, and I ask you, what color is the cover of my Bible? Reality tells us that it is black. Black leather. That's what my Bible is. It is black. That's what it really is. It's black. That's the reality of the matter. If anyone else says it's green, it's blue, it's yellow, they are wrong. They're wrong it, because it is actually black. This Bible is black. That's what it actually is, irregardless of how you feel. You may feel that it's green. You may believe that it's yellow, but it's actually black. That's the truth of the matter. As much as someone might want it to be yellow, as much as someone might feel like it's yellow, it's black. That's the truth. It isn't yellow. It's black. Listen to this. Even if I hold up my Bible and say, what color is it? Even if the majority of the people in here say, it's fluorescent green. Even if almost all of us say, it's fluorescent green. Guess what? That's not the truth. The truth is, it's black leather. That, that, that's what the world... Are you seeing this too like I'm seeing? That's what the world has done to truth. Well, nah, it's, it's not really black. I mean, you've you got to see things from other people's point of view. You can't be so cut and dry. Not everything's black and white. Come on, man. This is a, a newer age, a 21st century. You've got to enlighten your thinking to this person over there. It could be fluorescent green. It could be yellow. Come on, you need to be sensitive to these other people. It's black. It's black. That's what the world has done to truth. Now, sometimes my wife and I disagree with what the truth is. Not too long ago, just a couple weeks ago, she said it was cold in the house. She said it's cold. She said, I'm cold. It's cold in here. She got a blanket wrapped up. She had her pajamas on. She wrapped up and jumped on the couch. Well, it just so happens that I got a new thermometer, a digital one, and I hung its magnet. I hung it on my refrigerator. So as a, being a good husband, I went to look at my new thermometer. It, it tells the t temperature and tells the humidity. 
So my wife says it's cold in here. I'm cold. It's cold in here. So as a good husband, I went and I checked my new thermometer. It was 81. I have a wood burner in my house. It was 81 degrees. So my wife and I had to sit down and discuss what the actual truth was. Is it really cold in here or do you just feel cold? Now I'm picking on my wife. I'm picking on some of you ladies that seem to be generally colder than guys. And those types of truths can be a little arbitrary. I get that. But this truth is not arbitrary. This is what actually is. It's black and white. Its claims are cut and dry. You either accept this truth or you reject this truth. Because either way, it's the truth. Irregardless of how you feel. Listen to this. Isaiah chapter 43 Verse 10 says, Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servants whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand, listen, that I am He. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. Verse 11 says, I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. These are very strong, very bold claims made by the God of the Bible. God's saying, there ain't anybody else. God's saying, there's no one else beside me. God is saying, there is no other Savior. It is only me. So then to argue that, well, what about these other religions? False. I'm sorry. They don't, Christianity does not mix with other religions. Does not mix with other religions. There is no other God, he says. There's nobody else. Just me. I created all this. I made all this. It's just me. No other Savior but me. I. I am the Lord. Brothers and sisters, with, with scriptures like this, there's a no compromise attitude in the Bible. There's no compromise. That's how it is. To say, but, but we, 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 can't, we can't hurt other people's feelings. I'm sorry. That's what it says. That's what it is. You can reject the truth if you want, but it's still the truth. There is no other God. There are no other Saviors. It's just Him. The truth is the truth. That's it. It doesn't change for anyone. It doesn't change over time. It is what it is. Cut and dry. There, there are no prayers in the name of all religions. No. It doesn't work that way. The Bible states this clearly. Jesus is the same way. People like to say, Oh, Jesus... He's love. He, he loves everybody. He, he, he wouldn't offend anyone. Let's, let's see. This is what Jesus says here. He, he makes a very bold claim. He makes a very black and white claim here. And you need to decide, will you accept this truth? John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, in the life, no man comes unto the Father but by me. Do you realize the implications of that statement? Jesus is saying, I am the way, the truth, the life. Singular. He, he, is, he is saying, He is the only way. He's saying, I am the only truth. 
and the only life. It's a very bold claim, very bold statement. He, he leaves no room for multiple truths. He, he, you can fit no more truth into that statement. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Outside of that, just simply not true. When you jump outside of it, it's just not true. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Jesus says, I am the true vine. Jesus says, I am the door to the sheepfold. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. These are absolute statements made by Christ. Absolute. He doesn't say, I share the light of the world with this other deity. He doesn't say, I share the way with another path or another person or another Savior. He's saying, I am the singular, only one, only one. Jump outside of that and you don't have the truth no more. You don't have the truth no more. He doesn't share those places with other deities, other false gods. They're false gods. False gods. Many people deceived by false gods. Gods they've created and gods they've created by deviating from the word of God. That, that's where a lot of major world religions come from is a deviation from the word of God. All of our cults that we have today, it's a deviation from the word of God. Jesus does not beat around the bush. He doesn't. The Bible clearly stakes its claim on what the truth is. Clearly. Cut and dry. The Bible is black and white. The Bible does not blur any lines. Listen to me. Preachers and pastors over the years have blurred the lines. They, they are the ones that have blurred the lines. Matter of fact, our, the nation's leadership that we have that say all these prayers in the name of all religions, they're supposed to be religious leaders. And they're blurring the lines. All, all religions are truth. They're all true. The Bible does not mix well with other religions, church. The Bible does not mix well. It stakes its claim to the truth, and that's what it is. You either come and you accept it, or you've got to turn away and reject it. it but either way, it's true. The Bible doesn't blur the lines. The Bible doesn't change its claim so that it doesn't hurt people's feelings. We have... Churches 10,000 strong that the pastors have changed to truth so that it doesn't hurt anyone's feelings. We have churches 20,000 strong that have changed the truth. They've watered it down. They've made it a gray so they can avoid things like confronting the sin in your life. The, the reality of hell. All of it's been blurred. And these churches are monstrous a hundred times bigger than New Hope is. But they've watered down the actual truth, the real truth, so as to not offend anyone. They don't, make, they don't make anyone leave. They don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Truth don't care about your feelings. It doesn't. The Bible is what it is. The Bible can't even come close to being mixed with other religions. Mm -mm. But the Bible doesn't play well with other religions. It doesn't. Christianity does not mix well with other religions. Listen to this. Listen to, listen to this claim Jesus makes. 
John chapter 10, verse 1. I'm going to read to you. Jesus says, Verily, verily, in other words, truly, truly, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door, who's the door? We just read it, it's Jesus. Jesus is the door to the sheepfold. Truly, truly, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door, which is Christ, into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. We have heard, I know all of you have heard, that there are many ways to God. There's many paths to God. We have heard very influential people in our society, very influential people, very powerful people, People that have millions and billions of dollars and boatloads of followers and a gathering of people. We have heard these people say, there's many ways to God. Ain't true. It's just not true. It's just not true. Jesus is saying here, if you try to come some other way, you're a thief and a robber. That's it. It's cut and dry. I'm the door. I'm the only way, the truth and the life. We've heard influential people. Remember the millionaires, the billionaires, the Hollywood stars. We've heard them say that there are many religions, but they all serve the same God. That's not the truth. That's not true. There aren't many religions that serve the same God. There is one true religion, and there's one God. And His name is Jehovah. The truth is, that the Word of God is the truth. To, to, to answer Pilate's question, in a nutshell now, there's lots more de uh, details than this, but the truth, it, this is the truth. Listen to me now. Man is fallen. Man needs a Savior. That Savior is Jesus. That's the truth. That is the truth. That is the real message of the Bible. That mankind has fallen. We're fallen. We're corrupted. We're, there's evil inside of us. We do evil. We perform evil. We say evil. We think evil. We're fallen. Now, people don't like to hear that. I'm not bad. I'm good. You, you can be bad, but I, that's just not the truth to me. The truth of the matter is mankind is fallen. We have We fell. Every last one of us were born into iniquity. Remember a few weeks ago I read Job says we drink iniquity like water. We are a sinful, needy people. And we need a Savior because if we're evil and we're fallen, we need someone to save us. Jesus is that Savior. That's the truth. Now that's it in a nutshell, but that's the truth. Listen to me now. Everything written in this book is true. The creation account, true. The fall of man and the problem of sin, true. The global flood, true. The Tower of Babel, true. The judges, the kings, the prophets, major and minor, true. The books of poetry, true. The gospels, true. Jesus existed, true. Jesus is deity, true. The epistles, true. True. Revelations. True. It's just true. It's true. I, I watched a fantastic documentary last week. It was called Is Genesis History? If you get some spare time, it's maybe an hour and a half. 
is Genesis history. It, I, I watched it on YouTube. It was phenomenal. All PhD doctors, and they're looking at the evidence they have, geological evidence, biological evidence, the, uh, the fossil record, and they're looking at the book of Genesis and they're saying, it's true. It's true. The, the evidence, it's true. If you get bored sometime, watch that. Is Genesis history. Awesome documentary. Made by all scientists. The, the world tries to make you believe this ridiculous lie. Well, science disproves the Bible. I don't even know what that means. What, what do you mean? It disproves the Bible. They, they, the, the world wants you to believe that every single scientist in the world, every single person that has a PhD, every doctor, every geologist, they're all secular. None of them are Christian. That's just simply not true. Not true. There are many, many Christian doctors and scientists that are saying, man, look at this evidence. They found a what's supposed to be a 65 million year old four-foot-long triceratop horn, like out in Montana or wherever that dig is that they always find those dinosaur bones. Four-foot-long triceratop horn, supposed to be 65 million years. It's creating a little bit of a stir because this is the second time this has happened now. They found flesh inside the horn. There's cells, there's blood cells, there's actual tissue inside of it. This tissue survived 65 million years, did it? It's hard enough to believe that maybe it's only 5,000 years old. But they're finding these things and they're saying, this is the evidence, this is what we're finding. It, it happened years back with a, a Tyrannosaurus rex. They found Tyrannosaurus rex skeleton and they found blood cells in it. Those things, when's the last time you saw a deer get hit on the side of the road? It's gone like a week later. How, do these, how are these things surviving 65 million years and there's still tissue in them? Also, how does a fossil get made? It gets rapidly buried under mud. What causes that? Flooding. I, li I like stuff like that. That's very interesting to me. The book is true. The, the book is true. Historically accurate, it's true. There's not many ways to God. There's not many religions, but they all serve the same. That's not the truth. Man has fallen, man needs a savior, Jesus is that savior. That's the truth in a nutshell. Th th this whole thing is inspired by the Holy Ghost. Test it, try it, put it under a microscope, go ahead. The Bible actually says, taste and see that I am good. Put it to the test. I there's nothing to be afraid of, I got nothing to be afraid of. Test it, if you can disprove it, great, go ahead, have at it. Listen to this, John chapter 8, verse 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Listen to this, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Do you know what the implications of that statement are? You see here, Jesus is making very bold statements. Now he's saying, Ye shall, if you believe in me. He says it to the Jews which believe in Jesus. They, they believed on him with all their heart. They put their faith in him. Jesus says, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples. And when you believe in me, then you'll know the truth. 
then you'll be free. He's saying that if you're saved, then you'll be able to know the truth. And because of that, you'll be able to know the truth, then you'll be free. Because once you find Christ, you know the truth. You see the truth. You possess the truth. And that is the fact that sets you free. Because you see Him as the truth. There is freedom in that. There's freedom in saying, He's right. I'm fallen. I'm broken. I'm not right. I've broken the moral law. I do need a Savior. His name is Jesus. Jesus is saying, when you believe that, then you'll finally see the truth. And that's the fact that will set you free. Do you know what the reverse, the the opposite of that is? to, To what Jesus' statement is? He's also implying here. That if you're not saved, or if you don't believe in Christ, then you don't know the truth, and you're in bondage. If you don't believe in Jesus, he's he's saying, you can't grasp the truth then. You can't even grasp it. You can't even know the real truth if you reject Christ. Ask yourself this. Does the world really know the truth? These, these people that think they're cats or dogs, men that think they're women, they really have the truth. Ones that say all religions are true, ones that say left is right and right is left, up is down, down is up, they really have the truth. Listen to what Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20 says. It says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Isaiah says, woe unto the person that does that. Meaning grief, great distress and regret. Isaiah says, oh, it's going to be a terrible day when that happens. That's what's happening today, isn't it? They have flip-flopped everything. What used to be the truth cut and dry Eh, let's just do the opposite of that now and call that true. Isaiah says, woe unto the people that do that. Great distress, lamenting, grief when you flip-flop like that. Church family, the world has abandoned the truth. They have abandoned the truth. And when the truth is abandoned then the boundaries that God gave us to prevent us from self-destruction are gone. God gives us wonderful biblical boundaries. He does. He, he says, don't do this. He says, don't do that. Many times. And they're boundaries given by a good and loving God to prevent us from going beyond those boundaries into chaos into self-destructive behavior. Do we not see our nation unraveling today? This is why. This is why. Because when you take the biblical truth and you say, oh, I'm the only way in the truth. Like, nah, there's other ways. There's other truths. There's other. I don't believe it. I reject that. Our nation has done that. Our nation has done that. And now... We're beginning to see it all unravel. Slaughtering babies by the millions 
and now even trying to facilitate it for the rest of the world to be able to do that. We have abandoned the truth. And now, those boundaries aren't there. Now we can walk right into self-destructive behavior and destroy ourselves. Even more scarier than that is we have taught entire younger generations that there is no absolute truth. There is no real truth. There are multiple truths. Whatever you feel is true. Whatever you think is true. I, I like to watch a guy named Todd Friel. If you've ever heard of a guy named Todd Friel, he's awesome. He does something called Wretched Radio. Podcasts, radio, lots of YouTube videos. Extremely intelligent guy. He's been doing this for a long time. Maybe someday you can check him out. He will go to college campuses and just interview people. He'll ask them, you know, what do you believe? What do you believe about the afterlife? It, it, it scares you. It's so, so, so relative. Oh, yeah, if that's true for you. That's it, he'll even push them. He'll say, he, he's actually a tall guy. He's like 6'4 or something. He'll say, what if I told you? You know, he's interviewing this person, college, 20-year-old, 21-year-old, and they all, it's all the same. That, what if he, say, he says, what if, I, what if I told you that I'm a five-foot-tall woman? They'll say, well, then, then that's what you are. Then he'll push it further. He'll say, what if, what, if, uh, what if I have romantic feelings for my sister? Well, you know, I'm, I'm not really into that, but if, if that's what you believe, okay. Then he, then he takes it a step further. What, what if I told you that I have romantic feelings for children? Well, I mean, hey, if, if that's how you feel, man, then... That, that's what they all say. It's, it's because it, we have a generation that has not been told that's not the truth. This is the truth. The whole generation of young people got no idea what the truth is. No idea. Every now and again, he'll come across, across a, a Christian. They have no idea why they're saved. They have no idea what they're saved from, what saved even means. No idea. They know, uh, you know, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. That's, that's all they really know. The ones that actually say they're a Christian. How about the reason why you're saved is you're saved from the righteous judgment of a righteous God. That's why I'm saved. I'm saved from the judgment of God. Hmm. We're seeing it all unravel now, aren't we? It's sad. Lots of people I hear, lots of people I see, lots of people I, I hear from, maybe even mention it to me or text me. They're very sad and upset at what's going on because it's all starting to unravel. And it's because of an, an abandonment of the truth. We told God to get lost a long time ago. We did. We said, we don't need you for schools. We don't need you in our higher learning. A lot of these campuses... These college campuses were founded on this. They were founded on it, and now they have said, get lost, get out, we don't need you. And now it's all beginning to unravel, because there's no more boundaries. There's no more absolute truth anymore. There's no more black and white. It's all relative, fluid, liquid, and judgment. 
Listen, Isaiah chapter 59 verse 14 says this, And judgment is turned away backwards, and justice stands far away. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. I, I just watched this thing on two young men. They identified themselves as women. I, I think this was in New Jersey. And they entered the women's high school track and field. And they won all the events. They, they won the events. They blew the actual women away. The two men did. They came in first and second place. They looked at their times in their events. And they compared them with the biological guys. If they would have ran with the boys, they wouldn't have even qualified for the state championship. But yet they won the girls' state championship. Truth has fallen in the streets. It's, all, it's backwards. Equity cannot enter. That's what you get when you say, well, we need to, we need to reevaluate truth. That's what you get. That's what you get. Guys saying, I'm a female, and then they go and wrestle with the females, and they win. That's what you get. Foolishness. You know, I, I will admit, I would admit that the truth is somewhat offensive. It is. It is. Because the truth does not care about feelings. It doesn't. Many people hate Jesus. They hate it. Hate Him for claiming to be the only way to God. They hate Him for saying that He's the way, the truth, and the life. The world hates Jesus. You know why they hate Him? They hate him because he is the truth. Listen to this. John chapter 3 verse 19, Jesus says this, And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that does evil hates the light, neither comes to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that does good, or he that does truth, comes to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. That's why the world hates Jesus. That's why the world hates Jesus' absolute statements. Because for you to come to Christ, to the light of Christ, you have to say, Man is fallen. I'm broken. I'm a wrongdoer. I'm a transgressor. But people don't like that. They like the darkness. Because in the darkness you can't see the evil deeds. The evil deeds aren't exposed. But the truth, which is Christ who came into this world, He's like a flashlight beam. And He shines and He illuminates the darkness. And some people say, look how wretched I am. And they go to the light. And their deeds are made manifest in the light. And God deals with them. But then other people, they see the wretchedness of their sin, and they see it and they say, get that light out of my face. I hate the light. That, that's the truth. That is the truth. That's why they hate Jesus Christ. Because His Word, the Word of God, which abides forever, it manifests the deeds of mankind. It shines a big giant spotlight on humanity. 
And it points out the evil things hidden inside of our heart. It points out the evil thoughts that no one else even sees. The thoughts that you maybe you didn't even act on. Jesus says, even if you lust on a woman in your heart, you've committed adultery. He shines the light on every crack and crevice inside of your heart. There's nothing you can hide from Him. And, and some people, I wish it was more, are, are, they, they're drawn to that. They see the brokenness. They see the truth for what it is. I'm broken. I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. This sin is a problem. I don't want the judgment of God on me. Well, sadly, many people reject it. And they end up hating Jesus. They hate God. And they say there's another way. There's another truth. And that's what's got us to this point in history. The truth is like a big old flashlight. It illuminates the deeds of mankind. Most folks don't like that. The majority, they don't like that. You know, I, I'm going to bring this to a close now. But I, I preach this message because I'm hoping as many people as possible will know that the Word of God is the truth. It is the truth. If you remember anything from today, remember this. Mankind has fallen. Mankind needs a Savior. And Jesus is that Savior. Let's close in prayer. Father God, we love you this morning. Lord, that statement I just read, Lord, it's so true. Lord, I, I still see ugliness in me that I, I lets me know I still need a Savior. Lord, I didn't just once need you. Now I'm done with you because I'm good. I constantly need attached to the true vine. I, I constantly have to have your life-giving flow to me, Lord. God, you are the truth. There is none beside me, you. There is no other Savior. And Lord, I pray as many people as possible will accept that. That they'll accept that mankind has fallen. We're broken. We need a Savior. And that that Savior is Jesus Christ. Lord, I love you. Lord, I, I pray, Lord, that this message drives home in all of our hearts down deep so that we won't forget it. Lord, let us reflect on it in the days ahead. Lord, we see what the world has done to truth. The, the world has twisted truth. The world has blurred it. Even, even churches, even pastors and preachers and, ev preachers and evangelists have blurred the actual truth, Lord. But Lord, we cling to it. The precious few, we cling to the truth, Lord God. For we know that truth is what corresponds to reality, Father God. And Lord, God, you are the ultimate reality. Lord, I pray you bless your people as we go. Keep us safe, Lord, for the remainder of this day, Lord. We give you glory and we give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless everyone. Please travel safely on your way home.